The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Are you ready? Sure, are does. you ready, Rick? I guess I'm ready. Rick, are you ready to start this rock'em sock'em comedy store podcast? Man, I couldn't be in a better mood. It I, feels, I love that about you. It feels good to be back, feel alive. Are we recording? We're recording. This is it. This is on. I this just, is it. The professionalism has not changed on no. this podcast. Pandemic or not, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. True. And BC, we didn't know what the fuck we're doing. And this is episode uh, 7,436. We've uh, to date made $36 split this, between two people. That's true. We do have Because we're good it. business people. And then I think I gave it to the... Uh, the gentleman who I would have upload it because I'm half an idiot. Yeah. Okay, maybe full blown, but uh, yeah, so I, I just, didn't make shit yet. But we have a great guest today. We got Mr. Earl Skakel here. Earl Skakel, we have royalty in the house. The pleasure is all mine. Wow. Well. Well, I mean, <laughs> the wall behind you is black. I'm nervous. Wow. Well. <laughs> That's so weird. Earl. Well. <laughs> Tommy. Come by for fish tacos and a beautiful music acoustic show. Are you working with Jay Davis? Well, <laughs> okay. I like the wall behind me a lot better. Say, <laughs> oh, I like that you made him like a Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, say, hi, hi. We're gonna put a Yorkie on at 10:30. And Don Richardson and Darwin Hines, and then I'm getting the hell out of it. I had to tell Yorkie to quit showering. <laughs> Guys, if you if you're new here, they're not. <laughs> so, uh, no, I have my brother-in-law listens, Gus. Now, so if Let's we're new, know. Gus, that's Tommy, the old town coordinator. I'll talk specifically to Gus. How exciting! One one of your brothers uh, hit me up on Facebook and was just like talking a lot of shit about the family these days. Oh, Johnny, yeah, yeah, Could yeah. Be, uh, no, I just saw it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not responding. <laughs> I'm not getting oh, involved. Oh, you can respond. He's I'm not okay. getting involved in a. a he he can't fight. Uh, social media battle with a Kerrigan. What? There's too many of you. <laughs> That's the last thing That's I need. That's GQ Johnny. He's uh he's just handsome. Is that right? Yeah, he's not a fighter. Oh, I he's handsome. I didn't realize sure. he was he was good looking. That oh, yeah. changes everything. Everything. Who's the baseball player? Jimmy. That's right? my nephew Jimmy, oh. little Jimmy. That's my brother Jimmy's son. Your brother Jimmy's son? You my have brother, a brother Jimmy. Named, you have has, a brother Jimmy? Yeah. My God. Exciting. Yeah. Very Irish Catholic. So he went, he named his son after himself. 100%. Nice. Jimmy, Jimmy. You don't do that? Uh, <laughs> Not yeah. Earl. But he's. Oh, I'm going to name all my kids Earl He's Jr. on the other side. Are you going to do that? I'm not going to have any kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> 50, Why, Just Earl? like that? I'm 53. And I, I don't want to be 60 and I'm a seven-year-old. Like, you know. You don't have. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Nah, you can do I'm it. a great uncle. You would be, are you good at being an uncle? Oh, yeah. I'm I, an excellent aunt. I give dolls and, uh, you know, Wait a minute. Uh, Rambo knives. <laughs> nice. My, uh, now that I like. Rambo knives. Yeah, well, it's a wacky world we're living in. You got to stock up in case. Be prepared. In case the natives break in. Wait a they're, they're called indigenous. Uh, yes. Oh. Completely indigenous people. Earl, are you not, uh, what is that called? My brain is dead. Woke? Well, oh, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, um, 
What the fuck? Am you I can't thinking? cancel me. Like, what are you going to oh, take? Oh, yeah, why like, can't we cancel? $20 spots on a Thursday night. Like, Aren't you on the jellies? Don't you say racial stuff on the jellies? But I get paid for that, oh, so okay. like, it's a dream job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's the jellies on? What is that, Comedy Central? It's on th- no, no, that's too good of a show for that network. Uh Snap. It's, it's on. Uh, well, am I wrong? Though? Like, you no. know, look at what they did to Roast Battle. Butchered the most simple show of all time. It is a pretty simple. Yeah, but like, it, like you guys. Have been In all great. fairness, that show butchered itself with existence. <laughs> Why would you say that with Jeff Ross taking on an NBA player who's never done it before? <laughs> Wait a uh, it seems like a fair fight. Great season three. <laughs> Why season- are you? Saying- He's talking directly. I'm, to I'm doing a wrestling Great. promo right now. I love this. I mean, I'm Do on. Do a wrestling promo for it. Like, if you had to promote that show. Roast Battle, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe the worst season three of any TV show in recorded history. Wow. You've got the Sklar Brothers battle, which was stiffer than a Lexington Steel Boner. Nice. You've got uh, Whoa, Jeff Lifshitz battling Blake Griffin. Yeah, there's a guy who screams comedy. <laughs> he's He's. Kind of uh, Sinbad-ish in his appearance. Oh, yeah. Good Blake call. Griffin? Yeah. Well, he's like a weird dude because he's black, but he looks white. So, he, he you know. The yeah. black howdy duty. Yeah, he's got freckles and stuff. and then A uh, reddish hue. Like the great yeah. Dennis Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah, DJ. Freckles, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's not a great. Pro- give me, give me a couple minutes to amp up. <laughs> I I watched a video today. Facebook suggested it, and uh, you know, it was one of those times where I'm like, I'm listening, and it was uh, someone interviewing Randy Savage, uh, where he was talking about what a punk Hulk Hogan is, and it wasn't like a wrestling promo for wrestling. It was them so it was talking. Real. It was talking to him for real. Those are the best ones. Yeah. And he's like, like uh, his real name is Terry Balea. Okay, my name. What was something Puff? Puff? Lanny Poffo. No, yeah. no, uh, Poffo. Uh, I forget. His, yeah, uh, something Poffo. When he's like, eh, that's my real name, okay? And what I'm saying is I'll fight Hulk Hogan first real wrestling match of all time. We'll give all the money to the yeah. children's charity. And the, the guy interviewing is <laughs> oh, just looking at him like, he's like, look at what? What are you talking about? He's like, why do you hate the children, Hulk? Why don't Why don't you want to help the sick kids, Hulk Hogan? Just <laughs> like it, it, it turned That's into amazing. It just turned into him yelling, and he keeps referencing. There's just this this large black dude behind him. And he's like, Uh-oh. you know, we did the album together, man. There's only one hate track on that album, and it's about you, Hulk Hogan. It's probably oh. Junkyard Dog, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, this no. had to be This had to be years after JYD passed. This looks like it's maybe like two years before Savage hit the tree. That's amazing that it's just making its round. Yeah, well. Or uh, maybe ob- it's just. Obviously, the algorithm was like, let's give Rick something is... to really enjoy himself with. This is important. Yeah. Let's get this in the algorithm the right pro- the proper way. Please tell me you guys have seen the uh, hour-long video that the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior basically <laughs> interviews himself. I uh, I don't know if I've seen an hour's worth. But it's well, I'm there is a seven minute. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's the greatest. There's so much bitterness in this man, and he just for an hour talks shit about Hulk Hogan. Like you're a real piece of shit, Terry. <laughs> and, Does know. everyone hate Hulk Hogan? Well, I think everyone like, hated Warrior too. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And okay. then he he for, he's like me. You know, he was very bitter, very angry at the business. <laughs> Sure. So no, the, when you watch this, do you think, hey, maybe I shouldn't be as bitter? Yeah, I do. Until he forgave everyone at the Hall of 
fame ceremony yeah. and then he died the next, next day. day yeah so you don't want to do that yeah. isn't it ironic so yeah. i can't let don't go. you think no, no it's it's i'm like rambo it wasn't my war <laughs> they didn't ask me i didn't me. start this war i they didn't started start it. comedy central started it <laughs> Take him down. i beat jimmy carr i should have gotten on all three seasons you're 100 percent right Sorry. and jimmy carr was the... Jimmy Carr was the man. That limey okay. son of a bitch. I'm not a big fan of the English, but I uh... love him. He's great. <laughs> right. He keeps it 100, as the kids yeah. say. I'm I'm willing to let him stay in this country if and only if he's willing to do a Mr. Belvedere reboot. I like yeah. where you're going with this. I'd like to step into the euchre part, but at the same time, I know I don't deserve fucking euchre. So okay, we're gonna have to find you know shit. We might just get euchre back. He's available. <laughs> He's still available. He's still hanging out, waiting for that. You gotta take for the that gigs. Everything's being rebooted because the, the, no a, one can think of anything. A Black Wonder Years. What the? Hey, Tommy. Listen, I'm well, oh, sorry. I was out of character. Well, I mean, it's a wonder it got made. See, I mean, what's going on? They probably stole everything on the set. Right? I, what I don't understand about the the Black Wonder Years is how was the '60s in Alabama? Wonder Years for a black family. I mean, I mean the Wonder Years is literally oh, a reference to yes. these were the golden ages. Right. Of, Got it. Got you know, it. This was before society modernized to the terrible fucking plague that it is now. Yeah. So, you know, for that white family growing up in suburban America or whatever it was, it made sense. Those were the Wonder Years. But now it's like, wait, this is like the worst years. To be a black family in Alabama. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's next? I couldn't watch the white one either. I, I mean, it. I knew the kid who played the a-hole brother because he was a wrestling band. Yeah, Jason Hervey, Wayne. Uh, yeah, so kind of like mean, a he was friends with head. Bischoff. Yeah, that's how I knew him. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, what's next? A White Roots. <laughs> <laughs> Want to do a White Pitch Roots? It. I would do. It. I'll play the LeVar Burton part. <laughs> Wasn't he the new host of Jeopardy? He was up for the running, but you know they were- Oh my were... God, he was good too. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because my mom watches Jeopardy every night. Religiously, yeah. Yes, and so- It's part I, of her generation. 100%, and I was like, oh wow, this guy's really word, good. Word on the street was he had a very uh, happy fan base that was pushing for it, but he was not that good at doing it because he didn't apparently understand- all the elements of Jeopardy. He's not a Jeopardy guy. Right. Meaning the rules or like the... he just he needed to, he needed to get um I, I guess word from the producers throughout the show because he was unfamiliar with how everything oh. worked. And then when the guy who made the decision picked himself in one of the greatest Hollywood producer moments ever, you know we've had a lot of really great guest hosts, and I think. The best choice is probably going to be me. I like that. And then they were like, what about this podcast where you were just misogynistic and racist? And he was like, I'm just going to produce. And then they were like, no, <laughs> you can't do that either. He's like, they I took the podcast down. And they're like, it's too late. It's already out there. So Can you imagine? God. They start doing deep dives on podcast episodes. Oh, we're dead. I'm, I'm never going to work anyway. I'm, but I'm really never going to work. I... Yeah. It's the only chance I have is if someone digs something up, tries to create a little controversy. Maybe. And then I double down. I refuse to apologize. There we go. I let them know, look, if you're offended, I apologize for nothing. Not and then one I, thing. Then I spend the next you know, six years touring in pro-Rogan 
territories. See in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. See in Austin. Have you gone down to Austin and performed? I went for 24 hours. I just want to say. Wow. Let me see (laughs) if I like it. Quick. And it it only takes you 24 hours to find out if you like a place. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to stay there two, three days and hang out with Kill Tony crowd. (laughs) Cowboy Tony. Did you do shows? Texas Tony. I did one show. Kill Cowboy Tony. I did. did a Thursday night Death Squad show. That was true. Very lovely. Uh, it was That's fun. a great at the Vulcan, right? Yeah, that's a cool spot. Yeah, I like it. I don't know if it's like tailor made for comedy. It kind of reminded Not me of really. Lovitz. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, uh, Lovitz Club up at Universal. Universal? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I went in once. I was supposed to be on a show, and then I got there, and they were like, "Oh, we actually didn't put you on the schedule. So what we'll do is we'll just throw you on at the end." And I went, "Oh, great. I'm just gonna leave." I don't even think there's Lovitz. nine people here. I'm yeah. not gonna wait he an didn't hour and forty five minutes. I don't I don't think he ever did. For a while they had a guy that used to run the improv Frank. it, Frank. And he I love Frank. And he tried, but it was just I think it was a lose lose situation. Well, I think it was the lineups. They were like very the lineups, flapper-esque. Who, who yeah. was willing to go there? It was terrible. Like I I didn't I'd never even heard of any of the Some people. Some of the people, you're yeah. right. I'd be like, oh, who are you? Now people bring up a certain person, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember them from Lovitz, but they don't work anywhere else. Yeah. The, I mean, the worst club to me on the planet at this point is uh, the Long Beach Laugh Factory. <laughs> not <laughs> big enough. Not, not only mean, not big enough. <laughs> it could be a little bigger. <laughs> the last time I was there, it was, uh, it was only the ironic. second time ever that there was more than 20 people in that giant yeah. auditorium. I've and done so I'm it like, full, though. Yeah. I've done it full. For it with Dice? Like it... Uh, Dom, I rare one time. Oh, okay. Or two, two times with Dom in the very beginning. And then, no, Dice, I've never, Dice has never gone down there. Last time I went, they, they came up to me and they said, hey, uh, just so you know, um, Trey Stewart's going to bump you. And then uh, you can go on. And I literally decided I'll never perform there ever again. Did it come to you who that is yet? Or Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I want to play it cool. <laughs> Smart. Because, like, like, nice enough, dude, from what very I remember. Nice. Very nice. I mean, sweet when, guy. But funny, too. Very funny. But when but you get fired. Uh, not bumped funny. Not bumped. Definitely not. Credit yeah. funny yet. What's respect to you? Yeah. Or, or, you know, like... Uh, even the other night, I was asked if a non-paid regular could get some time before me. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, this is, like, out of control. Get, hey, I, do you mind if so-and-so goes up, you know? They, on a regular line? Yeah, and I, yeah, I do mind, you know. So Who? I don't want to mention names. No, I'm no, trying no, no. To, I'm trying to be a better person. Okay, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I'll tell you, nothing in the world makes me angrier than people trying to be better people. And I'm not going to bring down the you, system. but I want to know... Who came up to you and said, put this person up? That's uh, not a right. bigger comic who's like, hey, my friend. You know, like this, yeah, but it's not open mic. No, no, yeah, this isn't Flappers in the Yoo-Hoo room. You know, it's the number one <laughs> club in the country. I love that you say the Yoo-Hoo room, so specific. <laughs> I mean, this is out of control, some of you people here, thinking that this is like an open audition and Emily doesn't have enough comics already and you want to try and muscle in your friends. That's yeah. ridiculous. Trash. It's over! Are they? Oh, and they were just a non-paid regular? Yeah, non-paid regular, meaning... but a paid regular came up to me and said, hey, uh... They're in town. Great. I'm glad they're in town. Go to the improv or Supernova. I'm sure you could get on that lineup. But hold on. I'm so confused. Did they ever work here at all? No. 
So they have no affiliation. No affiliation. Because you're saying non-paid regular. And to me, a not Mitzi used to make people non-paid regular. He's just I'm not going to pay you. A non-comedy store comic. In, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Because I'm thinking they're in our rotation. No, and they decided they needed to go They said, hey, there's no, there's, right. there's no decision makers here. Maybe I can just push my friend in by asking the comics. Right. And oh no one has to know about this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, out of control. Go to Supernova on Whitley Avenue. Why do these uh, things uh, happen uh, to hey, Rick, you? Uh, how, how come we never went to Pearl Jam together, man? Well, Saratella, probably because we're not really fucking friends. It would be the main thing. And then I had a guy today. I didn't even want to do that show, to be honest with you. Which one? Supernova. I like Supernova. I have no problem with it. I, well, I do. I was supposed to do my first one in two weeks if I don't get canceled for that impression I just did. But... <laughs> I, I mean, Mark doesn't care. He's fine. He does. He's in the weeds wearing he his really doesn't uh, care, yeah. Liberace jackets now. <laughs> Smart. But, but I'm saying Gotta that show, I didn't mind doing it. And then especially during the pandemic, it was like outdoors. It was one of the better of the outdoors. Probably well, I think the that... best of the outdoors. Well, Jam in the Van is pretty good, too. Oh, yeah, Josh Adam. He's, That's a he's killer. A I would guy. never perform at either one of those shows. Jam in the Van? You are you kidding? Pick, the, the lineups that Jam in the Van has been putting up on social media are some of the worst bullshit I've ever seen. Yeah, in but my I life. think you're saying right, that now. now, now I'm talking about <laughs> all of a sudden Earl's doing It's like, we'll, we'll send you a location for our shitty ass show. We've but got one headliner and a bunch of trash. You're saying now, but like, I got lucky. Uh, I was doing I it. I wouldn't have done you it. You could say it. I'm I wouldn't have done it during the pandemic. Uh huh. When I saw people doing that shit, I'm like, this is the saddest thing of all time. Wow. Well, I had someone affiliated. Had such fun shows there. With Supernova going, hey, um, why don't you come next week and watch the show? Okay, that's psychotic. And, and oh, it gets worse. And then maybe Saratello will get you a future date. Okay, so I'm seeing roast battle comics go on who eat shit burgers the size of Ralphie Mae's house. Why are you? My God. <laughs> <laughs> he, know, he knows what he's doing. This is a man who understands... How you connect with the people. 20, you got to look into the camera. It's eye contact, Ellen. I'm oh, telling you. I'm dead. Watch the warrior video. Let me tell you something. <laughs> jam in the van? Yeah, jam in the van. How come you don't love the kids? You're booking Eddie Ift and, and six open micers. This is out of control. I'm a paid regular at the number one club in the country, and you're asking me to go watch a show with a bunch of ham and eggers. Yeah. Whoa. Not Edgars. Eggers. <laughs> Ham and Eggers. Out of control. Grand and Slammers. Th and then I got a Supernova uh, booker asking me for help to get in at the comedy store. So I can't get booked at Supernova, but you want me to help you get in the number one club in the country? I don't think so. Whoa. Jack. Now that. You're a real piece of shit, Terry. Sorry. Why are you trying to get the kids in the van? Huh? Why are you trying to jam whoa, whoa. the kids in the van? I don't probably get me booked. That's a whole different thing, Randy. I don't know if that's what you meant. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I, oh, I mean, hating the kids and getting them in a van are well, two different things. I mean, things. Uh, that'll probably headline you somewhere. <laughs> what? You can get spots at the factory for fucking kids. Oh, I got Whoa. on the all-female show at the factory. Uh, I did very By well. By the way, I saw that. I love that it's like funniest females, and then it's like three guys and two girls. I'm like, whoa, whoa what's happening? I mean, and that's my friend Katie. I love you. I love Katie Carzola. One of my favorites. Awesome. Never heard of her. But, She's trash. But when you have a funniest, it, it, you can have a funny male lineup. 
females have nothing to do with it, but not one picture is of them on stage. They're voguing with their Zed card shots from 88. It's Did over. You pull out a Zed card? Yeah. That is fucking but, hilarious. But you know when you see Do a flyer? I still use Zed cards? I use mine for work. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Do I don't even know what that is. Inter- well, it's three different. <laughs> I'll show you, dude. <laughs> Interface model management. This sounds before my Earl time. Earl and I are a little I'm older old, than you, I'm old, man. I'm 53, a but I can play 50. I love that you keep <laughs> Easy. giving your age. I don't mind it. Like, me you know, either. I don't care. People I... run up and ask all the time. Somebody hit me up on Instagram. They were like, I've looked everywhere, all over online. And I'm thinking they're getting mad because they couldn't find, I don't know, a certain stand-up maybe. And and he goes, oh, we couldn't figure out how old you were. And I was like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, I think it's how you act. Such a... It's important. Well, if we go by how I act, I shouldn't be in this club because I'm a toddler. <laughs> yeah, but you should have been on The Funniest Female. Well, uh... no, okay, so I've done that show, but we were talking about Lovitz, right? And I remember I did this all-girl uh, show, and it was... I forget what the name of it was, but they were so excited. It's going to be all females. We're strong. They put a fucking dude up in the middle. Yeah. He bombed for 25 solid motherfucking minutes. Yeah. And I was I was on toward the end. I, w- I think I was the last comic. And I, Lizzie Headliner. Cooperman. Headliner. Uh, yes. I love Lizzie. I mean, Lizzie, one of my yeah. favorites, went up with her uh, uh, the, uh Keyboard. The keyboard. The worst thing I've ever destroyed heard. destroyed that guy. I was screaming, laughing. It was so good. Keyboard comedy is not allowed. Yeah, <laughs> Perry Kurtz. Uh, I did the show with Perry Kurtz where he's tonguing his keyboard. Um, now, he worked here before, and I don't. I, I don't remember him. He constantly says he's a store comic, but I don't remember I, him. Well, his name's on the wall. Uh, right, so that had but, to be 70s? So, uh, I think early 80s, and then he, you know, I just did a show with him at a bar where he's tonguing his keyboard playing uh, <laughs> cashmere or something. I don't know. No, what was cashmere, that's pretty impressive. And then he's like, Earl, I don't know why I don't get booked at the store anymore. I'm like, well, I could probably think of about seven reasons. Most of them involve cashmere right. on your piano. <laughs> My favorite was somebody kept hitting me up. I forget what social media thing it was, but kept saying, hey, uh, can you get Dice? Uh, Perry needs to get in touch with Dice. He wants to talk to him. It's very important he talks to him right now. I'm like, so I just ignore it, right? Yeah, smart. And then, you know, I'm not going to do So I, one day I said to Andrew, I said, do you know Perry Kurtz? And he was like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it sounds familiar. And then I showed him a picture. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. He'd be at the store. Right. But the way this guy was hitting me up, you would think him and Dice had We're homies. maybe slept together a few maybe times. Maybe it was the 80s. You know, he was Dice's uh, Carl LeBeau, a lot of people uh, right. were saying that. <laughs> But it's like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, who? And, the, and I'm like, if, if he can't get in touch with Ant, then he doesn't know yeah. him. Yeah, and that's fine. You don't have to know him, but you can't. The guy was. It got to the point where after eight emails, he was threatening me, and I just, I just ignored it. I don't block people. I just enjoy your anger right. and wh- and not opening the rest of your emails. Well, I don't block people. What I do is uh, I give their number to a gambling service. Wow, and they they're relentless. If you uh, have Smart. an enemy, you go yeah. Call me at eight one eight. You give the person's number. That's uh, a good idea. I'm a player. I bet five dimes a game, and they'll call that number for six months straight. It's great. It's good to know. I'm all about revenge. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Yeah. Hello. But hey. I mean, 
Um, instead that's of giving out, oh, it's amazing. The, yeah, instead of giving out the phone number, what I like to do is break into Wait, their home hold on and cut second. their throat. That's so weird. Well, that'll probably headline you at Supernova. <laughs> that's my favorite. That. That's see how you're staring in the camera. Ricky would do this. Well, I just watch when I get <laughs> depressed. I get depressed every now and then, so I, I watch wrestling promo videos. So I just I see how they work. Get it. you pumped up. Do you still it, watch it, regular wrestling? I watch AEW because uh, okay. Sting is uh, in Excellent. there, and I'm only like eight years younger than Sting. So like, <laughs> does he still wrestle? Like actual they, wrestle, or is it just like a, Sting is here? Uh, well, uh, they have this guy Darby Allen take the bumps, and then Sting no sells the other guy's moves. It's pretty funny. Like someone will put Sting through a table, and he just stands up like this. It gets me. I got hard I love the other no night. No sells. <laughs> well, it's amazing. funny. Like when they no sell, you're like, oh, you're basically exposing the business. This doesn't really 100%. hurt. This guy is 100%. 61 years old. If it's gonna hurt anyone, it's a 61 year old. Sting's got it though. I mean, that's pretty impressive. My brother Charlie still watches every Monday, every Friday. A, a, a guy I grew up with. Uh, he lives in Texas, and his daughter plays volleyball. I think she's like in middle school or something. But his daughter's team was playing against the Undertaker's daughter's right. team. And uh, the reports on watching the Undertaker try and stand up from oh, the bleachers. He was like, you could hear the popping in his legs. and I mean. I was like, oh, that's brutal. My ex used to manage Motorhead, or still does, and uh so they did Triple H's music, so we got to go backstage at WrestleMania. It's amazing. Uh, oh, it was, because I was there to see Eugene, who... Uh, My favorite retard wrestler. Played. <laughs> I mean, you talk about how some guys in wrestling My don't My favorite get... retard wrestler. He was wrestler. the retarded nephew of Eric Bischoff. Canceled. No, I mean, it's he true, though. Wrestle. That was his gimmick, though. <laughs> right. That was, he was like a... He was a legit wrestler. Yeah. But he would be like... Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, and it, then, the gimmick was that he had retard strength. Yeah, and so this WrestleMania, they had Muhammad Hassan, an Arab wrestler who was clearly playing a terrorist, <laughs> so beating the shit out of a retarded guy. How? And then Hulk Hogan comes, makes a save. I've never been so hard in my life, like because rock hard. Well, Terry, how come you like the retards, <laughs> but you don't like the sick children, huh? <laughs> Well, you want the greatest wrestling heel speech. It was just wrestling 9-11 when uh, Hogan turned bad guy. Because oh, he had okay. never yeah, turned bad guy. Switch. Bash yes. at the Beach, 96. It was Lex Luger and Sting against uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. But Lex Luger and Sting had a... Uh... <laughs> there he is. Dude. There's Eugene. Look oh at This guy's like a legit goodness. wrestler. Like, he was a wrestler. So and... wrestling can still be on. It's not getting canceled for this. I, well, I mean, look at uh, shout out to the WWE uh, for how they portrayed African Americans in the eighties. <laughs> Kamala, look at this guy. Like this guy's like a, a legit athlete, and this is how he had to make his money. Vince McMahon's like, well, I, yeah. I have a gimmick I'd like you to try. Yeah, uh, you're gonna be I, a retarded guy, and you're I gonna be. Say- Mitzi could have been a great wrestling manager. Yeah, you could have Tanya Lee Davis yeah. play like. <laughs> well, if you, if you just wear the turban, oh. Maj Jabrani can be the Iranian. Can you, Iranian. Can you pull up Muhammad what? Hassan? Like, no, you've got to <laughs> see this guy. He was like in the height of the Iraqi war. They had an Arab wrestler yeah. who they uh, captured the Undertaker, and he had like his like Taliban characters. Uh, yeah, I remember, uh, I, right. it was insane. 
I, I, I loved in the early 90s when Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter yeah. turned. Suddenly he was, what, my best friend, Saddam Hussein. Yeah. And you're like, what? He's an Iraqi sympathizer. Suddenly the Iron Sheik is Colonel Mustafa. Oh, there we go. I mean, look, this, this, this would be this right up Mitzi's alley. And she he was Mexican. Oh. He's Mexican in real life. <laughs> like, this guy worked a cook, uh, that El Tocho. <laughs> That that's when he, and El his Tocho would kill it. Is that me? He's got a hold. Can oh, you do no. one more? I I know we're not like at a radio station, but can you pull up his manager Davari, who was like, <laughs> no, he was like this Iranian guy in a white suit. By the way, I know what I'm going to be next Halloween. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Oh like my this is God. like, but you got to understand, this is the height of the Iraqi war, and they're wearing like Taliban. <laughs> look at the idiots in the, in the crowd crying. This one guy in the white hat's crying. <laughs> This ain't right. I mean, that's the guy. He's not in the white suit there, but this guy was, he had to have been a comic. He had some comedy training. That is so good. I mean, I always joke about that. Mitzi used to do her theme shows. It's oh, fun yeah. to be a Jew. Arabian Nights. Hilarious. Arabian Nights. Night of a Thousand Guidos. Uh, who was Wheels on that one? <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, of I course. It. Someone shared a, a lineup from. Uh, Night of a Thousand Guidos. The the, Who's JJ? What the hell is this? Cross Francisco. promoting? Francisco. That's it. Oh, that's got to be a great podcast. What's his uh, Francisco Ramos? Oh, I love him. His name. He, he's actually. <laughs> I, I don't know. The more I talk to him, the more I like him. Like off stage, like Francisco. I, I've never really talked oh, yeah. to him before. He's a sweet guy. We bonded over something that I won't get into here. Oh, brother. Yeah. He doesn't like the uh, impression that Jeff Richards does of him, but we seem to enjoy it. Well, Jeff's impression. The impression is funny, but it does not sound like me. <laughs> That's what he always says. Jeff would do it to his face. It's yeah. Just, my name is Francisco Ramos, and my tongue is too big for my mouth. <laughs> that it, It's funny, but it does not sound like me. <laughs> Just, we, we would just be dying. Oh, Jeff is. Everyone does get upset with impressions. Like if someone does well, an impression not, of you, if they're mocking you, kind of. Yeah, yeah but there's a reason. Right, but most people do mock when they do an impression. At, at the beginning of uh, of COVID lockdown, uh, I was doing Jeff Richards' Francisco Ramos impression one day. And then, oh my God! This and then is Julia my started doing it. My daughter. <laughs> right. And so I just had a four year old walking around my house going. My name is Francisco Ramos, <laughs> and my tongue is too big for my mouth. <laughs> so eventually, I'm like, I got to film that and send it to Francisco. I think I have a video of it. And I, I don't think he thought it was funny either. <laughs> I posted it on Twitter, so make sure the world can see it. What we love. Well, he's Francisco. great. He really is a, a good no, person. No, he's a good person. He's good peeps. Nice human being. Very nice. Uh, slightly better looking than me. A very whoa, good looking guy. Whoa, he's whoa, like whoa. a younger Eric Estrada. Oh, Officer okay. Frank Poncherella, who once... I went Seven into... Mary 3 or Seven Mary 4? Oh, wow. that's the, I, yeah, I think it's Seven I Mary 3. Yeah. That's I'm their lost. call sign. That was their call sign. Larry Wilcox, who got fucked yeah. by uh, Miami Vice. Oh. He was supposed to play Sonny Crockett. And they used in them. Miami Vice. Yeah, and then they they used them for all. I the I never tests. watched these TV shows. Such I know show. of them, but I don't. I never. They went with Don Johnson. The first I two remember seasons. What it was, but we we had one TV, and I was number eight, so you I never, didn't get control of what was on TV. You never watched Crime Story with Dice. Never. That's how I became. A I fan never of heard Dice. of it. He was I never so even good. Heard of it. Yeah. He was so good. Now, when you date him, he makes you watch it. 
Sure. Uh, I'm kidding. I would date him just to watch, do like a companion piece. No, he didn't. Have, somebody bought it for him. Somebody, it's so good. Somebody got it for him, but he, he hadn't seen it in years, and he couldn't find it. And I told him you're such a big fan of it. So I send him screenshots when I'm watching Crime Story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And like... He always texts me back. He lo- I mean, he he loved doing that, and that was a big deal for him. You know, it was Michael Mann, prime it was Michael, Michael Mann, Mann like but prime Michael Mann. Not- I mean, for him, it was so big, and he kept saying because uh, um, they were going to cancel it, and he was telling them like the network's going to cancel it, and he's telling them, "Don't cancel it. I promise, I'm going to be the biggest comic there is." But I don't <laughs> think like, it. We pitch. can't tell the network, "Hey, don't cancel it." Dice is going to be big. But it wouldn't have worked. Uh, if he was too big. Because he was uh, not a side character, but he was like probably fifth, the fifth character. So it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. If all of a sudden. Power. But he was amazing. Uh, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. He was oh, in yeah. A, yep. I almost got a Me Too out of here one night doing that on stage. But. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. How could oh, anybody. Yeah. Here's the thing. Oh, wait. Of all the shit that goes on here. Is she a big fat lady? <laughs> she, she, uh... <laughs> she a great big fat person. <laughs> fat person. I love that. That's exactly right. She a great big fat person. I know. Hard I... here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Brilliant. Would you fuck me? Dude, when he goes full Bon Jovi, I, I'm watching one day with uh, my wife, and I'm like, oh, he's about ready to go Bon Jovi. And she's like, what? What? And go, oh, he's getting ready to go Bon Jovi, and that's her favorite musician, so she just thinks I'm fucking with her, and then it cuts to him. Oh, and she's like, oh, he really does look like Bon Jovi. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what a serial killer wants. Well, I remember when I saw that in theaters, I, it was sold out, so I was in the front row. So, like, when he... Like, when he oh, he was in that, your face. When he tucks the fruit basket. I was he like, basically what? teabagged you. But, like, it was wow. so, like, big on the screen, I was like, what's going on here? And then he pulls back, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, yes. glad Ron Jeremy didn't yeah, do that. Same. Hey, shout out to Ron Jeremy hey, for Ron. being uh, Dante's Golden Artist Entertainment <laughs> uh, number Bob one Dante. client. Hey, I had no idea he was a rapist. Anyway, if you guys are interested, the uh, greatest comedy contest in the history of comedy is getting ready to come up. Yeah, what is that? forty-five dollar entry fee. Uh, a lot of really big names have uh, been in this thing. Myself, Dante, <laughs> that is. Yeah, BET's number one white comic from 30 years ago. I finished 10th place on Last Comic Stand, and uh, now I'm Black Lives Matter. It's like, okay, uh, you didn't seem to be that in the Ari Shafir's video where you're uh, offering basketballs to certain groups on the boardwalk. Wow. Oh, shit, we I gotta, forgot about that. We're yeah. going to have to get Dante some spots, okay? Why? Well, <laughs> when I heard the basketball thing, Mitzi told me to give him spots. Was it Mitzi or the building? Well, Usually it's the building. Well, the building likes me. <laughs> yeah. Has Tommy ever, did Tommy ever say that to you? Tommy, uh, you know, we were about two and a half hours in the first episode. He did of my podcast. Oh, that's right. You had Tommy on your podcast. I had it on twice. Now, the funny thing is, the next day he calls me and says, hey, come back anytime. You know, like thinking he'd be like, oh, I'll come back in a couple months, a year from now. He's like, well, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, um. <laughs> uh, I got some things to so say. So he comes back. So, I mean, the second one was like Rocky too. It was good. But the first one, I had every big comic up here. 
Uh, Rocky Two is excellent. I I like it better than Rocky. Okay, it's a garbage movie. He hates Rockies. Every Rocky, I like Rocky Two. Every Rocky movie except for Rocky Four is complete trash, Ugh. and Rocky Four is my stomach. I can't. It's listen like a three to out of ten. Well, you know. Speaking of That's wrestling, because he doesn't have any uh, 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 good feelings in his life. That's right? Stallone. Yeah, no, any just in life. That's a feel-good movie. Sly That's Stallone a beautiful feel-good underdog is a wins movie. Pile of trash. <laughs> I disagree with Co. I just had the bad guy from Cobra on my podcast, and uh, I'm telling, you, I got hard. I'll He's... be honest. <laughs> Cobra's great. Well, you've been hard four or five times on this episode. All with dudes, too. All with dudes. Like, a lot you, of alpha men, really. I get turned to you on. during the pandemic? Did you uh, I watched get bit ten... by a gay guy, like no. the Obama would say? I watched so a 10-hour we'll uh, documentary on long-haul trucking and uh, jacked off the last 10 minutes of it. Smart. Now I'm doing bits. Uh, uh, I just like I grew up in the 80s, so macho movies sure. were like you know raw deal. Schwarzenegger's it's a very underrated Schwarzenegger movie where he goes best line in the movie the guy stops him in an alley and goes what's your name he's like Joseph P. Brenner and the guy's like what's the P stamp for in perfect time he goes pussy so good. <laughs> it's the 80s, though. I don't That's think so I've smart. ever seen that movie. It, well, Me they, either. they it, forced. It sounds you've good. never seen Raw Deal? No. I'm telling sounds... you, you've got to see it. Raw it sounds Deal. next level. I saw it in Westwood, double feature, Cobra and Raw Deal. And uh, I was hard back then. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Getting a rando just thinking about it Dude, right now. I love Girl, 80s action movies. You saying how hard you are is making me hard. There you go. I'm I mean, enjoying... uh, pussies. That's the... trickle down erection. I mean, it's just the eighties. It's just the best. The eighties was so much better. What's Over. the What's the Arnold movie with uh, Arnold and uh, Alyssa Milano? Commando. Commando. Oh, that's his Legendary. favorite. That's his absolute favorite. I just I'm... saw that for the first time last year, and I'm watching. I'm like, how did I never see this movie? Well, uh, the bad guy Vernon Wells, he had like that fishnet tank top on. It's very <laughs> yeah. gay, but, yeah. like very. <laughs> he looks like he walks mustache. Yeah. Mustache. Chain link. I love look. this, Earl. You're going to come out of the closet. I'm loving it. Closet. I'm in the warehouse. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Pussy was a gateway drug to dick. Um, <laughs> West Hollywood has done you in. I, I love mean, it. I've seen so much. You know, they canceled Hollywood. the Halloween carnival, so yeah. you he's think... got to get his erections. Oh, my God. Another. You think that think stopped? That. They didn't have. Oh, they had it. You think, that, you think COVID, all the viruses that were 24-hour fitness? <laughs> Ass eating in the jacuzzi is out. <laughs> out of control. They survived the eighties. We can walk I, down I, Santa I, Monica Boulevard. I, I mean, you know, that's why Jeff Scott. Like, by uh, the way, shout out to the Comedy Store for following through on their Jeff Scott 100%. Memorial for Halloween. You guys Absolutely. killed it. You guys killed it once again. Unbelievable job, guys. That's really enjoyed really cool. it. Jeff came back, he pulled did. off a costume he had trouble with a couple years before he passed. Brought that back. He moved. I had big fucking thing. He put it in my garage. Oh, really? He's like, "Hey, can I use your apartment for uh, storage?" I'm like, "Oh boy, for what?" Uh, Uh, (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) And then Aligny comes over because he had to carry it. Shout out to Aligny. By the way, you have to pay him for to wear Brody t-shirt. Just it's like the way it works. Uh, (laughs) And that's a little inside baseball, but like uh, some Brody Uh, counterfeit shirts out there. Inside baseball, people get it here because we're we are kind of inside. We do talk a lot of inside, but I think we 
Let's talk more we about map what it a out. fucking dipshit Aligny is, can we? <laughs> I got no problem with Aligny. We map like, it out pretty much. Pretty um, well. But I had to move Jeff's apartment out. Me, Richie, and yeah. Curtis. Boy, yeah. I tell you, man. I offered... I saw Rusty Dooley reaching out, saying that a lot of his stuff was there, so if everyone could make sure they, <laughs> they separate were very it and close. collect it. That was tough, like, to move uh, the 800-pound piano. And then I, I wish I could say who, but so we're in the courtyard with this 800-pound piano. All the neighbors are watching us because we're making a lot of noise. Of course, and, laughing, probably goofing. We're goofing around, and someone, uh, I, I won't say their name, is like, boy, you know, for a gay guy, he sure did pack in a lot of shit. <laughs> We know who it was. I think we know who it was. Yeah, I mean, we got it. Who's the fucking king? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Richard McGriddles. Uh, the, the neighbor's telling me how he found Jeff because this was the guy who... Uh, was the landlord, right? Or... Well, no, it was, the I guess, someone who lived in the building climbed through the window or something. And I'm like, dude, I don't really need to... I want to remember Jeff the last time I spoke with him. He was happy and all that. And, uh, yeah. I don't need you telling me how you found him, like... Yeah, so. I really do believe he died of a broken heart. I mean, just th- this place was his everything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this not being here and where he whether he was getting mad at somebody or whatever he was whatever, he was here it was his family. Yeah. I think. Well, you know, somebody said to me, you know, the comedy store is kind of uh, messed up cuz they let Jeff Scott die penniless. And I was like, um Jeff Scott lived penniless. Like right. the comedy store is not responsible yeah. for someone's well, like what people make. I don't think he died penniless. I mean, he lived in a pretty cheap apartment. He- but he also lived on a fixed income because he got a lot of things from California government because oh. for his HIV. So you, you know, if you are below this level, say they would. Give you right. oh, I see amazing drugs, not amazing, but like you, uh, you could call it welfare, whatever you want to call it. But it was it was, you know, somebody that didn't make big money. Jeff couldn't have a real job, and this job helped him live comfortably. Oh yeah, in in Los Angeles, doing what he loved. I mean, it's a nice neighborhood. I mean, he, he lived in a great neighborhood. He must have had uh, easily a, a hundred grand worth of stuff in in. Like, collecting like who knows how much some of those costumes were oh yeah so. and he, he lived doing exactly what he wanted to do so i was like like we had a piano player here lauren gold i had him on mm-hmm. did you interview him with me or no yeah yeah and lauren gold was you played upstairs for whatever they make but then now he's with the who and i think he switched to somebody else now yeah uh, chicago you Uri- Uriah heap oh, no. chicago that's yeah. a good gig it's great yeah nothing Yay. Nothing like playing with some some bullshit boomer <laughs> band. But I don't know I how they, they should call the them. Horns the bo- in the, the Chicago. Boomer band. There should never be horns in music, period. I lo- what? But I don't oh, know how I they make money. How do you not get into the horns in Chicago? But first of all, I've never Music's heard, my shit. I've never heard a Chicago song that I didn't go, time to change the fucking channel. No. Jethro Toll, you're out. Look away, Chicago, it's a bop. You're out. It, but it, what, Peter Cetera didn't sing. It was the guy who left. Uh, the guy who took over for Peter Cetera, you know. Oh, uh, Bill something. His name's Bill uh, something. And, uh, I can't think of it. But uh, yeah, it was like it was what, like the you lady. Don't, do you like the Who? 
Well, I to Chicago. I don't know how the band makes money with twelve guys in the fucking band. Like <laughs> it's like when I saw Cool and the Gang open up for Van Halen. I was there. When it weren't they great? Like great. Cool and the Gang is great. But like David Lee Roth had to pay for them because apparently the Van Halen brothers were like, we want someone who's going to help sell tickets. Like I don't know a new metal band or right. And David Lee Roth was like, I'm a Cool and the Gang fan, so he had to pay for he paid for Cool and the Gang to be the opening <laughs> band. And it's like there's like twenty fucking members in Cool in the Gang, two original guys, so you know they make the money. So what's right. the their yeah. drummer making? Like they had a great setup, but Tommy would have had a nightmare if he Aww. saw this. <laughs> I knew David Lee Roth from Tapers, and then you got this band opening up for him. It was the Nicholas Brothers? I think they did a couple numbers. You got three drummers. I mean, it was uh, the best. Was walking up to the Van Halen concert was at Staples. Yeah, and. Uh, we're walking up, and Brad Watson's just creeping on the street corner, and he's like, hey, Ingram. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's the great Watson. What the fuck are you doing here? Watson. He's out of control. It's awesome to see rando comedy store people out in public, huh? Because they can't. No, not Brad when you're trying to pick up on a chick, and he's talking about <laughs> playing keyboards in a Cars cover band. I'm like, that's great. I love the Cars. But, like, I'm trying to get some bullshit. <laughs> He's talking about playing with Fog Hat and at the Summer Jam Festival. I don't know, dude. <laughs> that is what it is. Hey, you got to come by my my gig. Oh, yeah, you playing with the band? Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing uh, some Pink Floyd covers in the uh, back room at Cantor's. Yeah, the Kibbutz well, room. Oh. I'm playing with Tall, the bass player. We're we're doing uh, Jackson Brown covers or something. I'm like, like I think I was around when you first met your wife. Yeah. And I remember one yeah. night, uh, like, because she would always come up here with that girl Ricky I, at the time. No, no, no. It was uh, she came with uh, Victoria Goulet. Okay, right. Yeah. But you Ricky know, was the same era, though. Ricky, R- Ricky, something with an so, F. Or but like, I remember coming up upon you guys, and I, I don't think you guys had started dating. And I thought, okay, Rick's trying to like, uh, you know, uh, um, I, I don't know, working. whatever. Yeah, You're working. Yeah. So I just walked on by. Brad Watson would still be talking to you, though. <laughs> you would not be married with kids right now. Yeah. Brad Watson would be talking about playing with, uh, I don't know, Leonard Skinner at the uh, Chumash yeah. Casino. <laughs> Fuck! I stepped in. I played a couple songs with Golden Earring. Yeah, uh... we played Twilight Zone, and uh, I did a keyboard solo with Shabadoo Quinones from Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Rick, are you familiar with the second biggest touring Mr. Mr. cover band? (laughs) They're the second biggest one? Yeah, they're called Mr. 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 (laughs) We got a... Oh, no, I'm going to do it. One of my favorite... You'll be fine. One of my favorite things in L.A. is when you walk into places and they have the fucking celebrity headshots on the wall. Oh, yeah. There's like two of them. You're like, oh, that's pretty famous. And then you're like, who the fuck are these people? I walked into a Thai restaurant in the Valley one time, and all they had was a, a autographed by two members, Mr. Mr. Headshot, hanging up right by the door. I'm like, Mr. Mr.? That's amazing, Mr. Mr. Well, I've got my headshot at Turner Liquors uh, next Ooh, to Randolph and Chelsea Skidmore. That is! But it's right next to Lorenzo Lamas, who has four different headshots. Like, Smart. So he's he's making this a casting center. Gil yeah. Turner, that's the very famous. Well, there's two stuff. Turners. There's one by the Viper Room, which is where I go because I live on that street. Oh, right. And then right, there's okay. the one by uh, Doheny. Yeah. yeah. That's the famous that's one. That's the one where like Charlie Sheen would go before. Yeah. He, 
Alice Cooper. Yeah, like, I mean the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. Love it. That's the big one. It's called Gil Turner's. Right? That's Gil Turner's. The one on uh, Santa Monica and Larrabee is just Turner's. So apparently. Oh, so you're in the knockoff. I'm in the uh, yeah Tony the uh, Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> is he a wrestler? The eyebrows really sold it. There. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do that. Can I you? do a Rick Rude. I sell insurance, Sonny. I'm a businessman. Big business, man. <laughs> I'm That's so rude. hot. Well, I, I, my whole act now is just ripping off 80s pro wrestlers and their kids. Well, I just like the way they, you know, they deliver <laughs> <I'm> promos. <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you just say ripping off and my act. And that's well, no, I, I deliver jokes now as like Rick Rude and, okay. and like, you know, Nikita Koloff, the Russian who was actually from Minnesota. <laughs> Smart. Right. So it's an easy crossover. Well, no one's going to get, I'm ripping these guys off because these young kids, the Gen Zers, like they're into like. They're TikToking. So as long as you don't, well, you know, why, rip off a TikToker. Well, that's why Nasser's selling out the 4 p.m. show at Zany's now. No. He's touring <laughs> based on his TikTok following. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I, I've heard such. I was talking about what an absolute pile of shit Josh Nasser is recently, and uh, <laughs> boy, you guys really go deep. Some of the uh, <laughs> some, some of the guys around the comedy store were like, "Oh, he's a great guy." I go, "If we're talking about him as a human, huge pile of shit." But if we're talking about him as a comic, even worse. And then they're like, "Well, but he helped me buy my car." I go, "Get the fuck out of here with this opinion." Then I do like him as a person. I don't watch anyone's comedy just because I want to do at it. All? I, you know, I just I'm a bad audience member because I'm, I'm I want to do it. No, I just don't laugh at anything. Like so, I don't want to like. That's not your fault. It's that everyone's not funny. No, but uh, you're a great com- – you guys are both two of my favorite comics, but I would never watch you just because I would just sit there and go, oh, that's funny. And, like, when I watch hockey, I that's a nice play, but I don't, like, go nuts unless there's really? a fight. Unless there's a fight, then I get a little well, There was a good fight the other night with the Flyers. He hit him hard. Yeah, well, they don't fight anymore. It's It was – I just watched a fight two nights ago with my brother Charlie. But it's were, not the were, same. They were trying to suck each other's dicks, Eleanor. <laughs> this is Gen Z Blood squirted it inside. Players. He hit – he uppercutted him and blood squirted it inside. Well, because they wear the shields It was now. an ex-Flyer so, fighting a Flyer. So, it was great. Uh, it's not like the 80s. Nothing's no, like the 80s. No, no. But back then, they didn't the wear bullies, helmets. The bullies, the Broad yeah. Street bullies. But see, that's that's the whole thing. I've been joking about that. Like, we had the Broad Street bullies. I grew right. up with that, right? They were considered these horrible. Now, a bully is just somebody who leaves a nasty comment. Right, on, on YouTube. Facebook or, or YouTube. Uh, like, yeah, I got death threats. You have no idea what a bully is. On Reddit, I got death threats when I beat Jimmy Carr. Like, don't ever come to the UK. You'll never make it off the plane. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I'll go I'm to the UK. I'm holding a grudge. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring you Earl. Don't worry. The Irish the kids will protect Fucking you. And take a baseball bat over there and show those yeah. cricket That's right. douches how we do things here in the, 100%. the great states. Right, I've got to fend off the Danish and O'Neill fans. They, you know, I'm getting accosted by those people. Like I'm in Wait, the bathroom. Why are they mad at you? They're out of control. Like <laughs> the best. The, I'm in they're the bathroom the other night uh, upstairs, and this guy looks at me, and it's awkward, and he's like, "What? You're you all skateboard, on. right? You're you're daddy man." I'm like, "Yeah," and he just looks at me, and goes, "Ma ma 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 ma," and ma, just ma, left, ma. just leaves. Dude, then, that's funny. That's a fan. But I, I want to go to the bathroom in peace. Like you know. Yeah, well, you shouldn't say ma 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 on a podcast. 
<laughs> but those guys get me going. They Danish and so- O'Neill are so good at that. They, they get me. Did you do beach cops or just DNL? You know, yeah, but it's too much ass eating talk on beach <laughs> cops. I'm not into that stuff. So like I, they get me going. I get all into the ass eating stuff. I'm not me, man. Although I did just have because a- it makes what's his name so uncomfortable. Dewitt. Danish. Oh no, Dewitt. He Who seems like he DeWitt? gets off on it. Oh, they have the uh, Joyce Dewitt. Hello. Joyce Dewitt was a comic here. Yeah. What? She was a comic here. Well, she's also in a Motley Crue tribute band playing Mick Mars right now. Really? No, that's <laughs> so bad. I was going to say, that's awful. Uh, Brad Watson's in the band. So. Hey, you should come check us out. You oh, should. Like, I'm dude, playing I the mean, keyboard for them, and I'm pretty good. And then Friday. Do you know White Lion? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, cool, man. <laughs> I mean, I, he's, I, you, you are right, though, when you see a comedy store person. <laughs> like the regular world, right. they You're don't like, know how to act. We, we look at each yeah. other like, oh, another land of a well, misfit toy house. Yeah, Seeing no. Mickey at the post office, one of the most <laughs> uncomfortable would... moments of my life. Yeah, ricking room. <laughs> loud as shit, Christmas season. Uh, Holtzman in, my, in Manhattan. Taylor Negron picked up on me at Coons Hardware. Okay, I like that. Those aisles are small. He can get you in there. But I was looking Coons at shower heads. It's a great hardware store. The like, best I've ever been in, but it's the tiniest. And he's like, I'm having a dinner party tonight. Would you like to come? And I'm like, I'm like oh, shit, this is the pizza guy from Fast, Fast Times. Time, I'm yeah. like, and yeah. you got hard, and you're like, I got oh, hard, man. and I'm like, yeah, who else is coming? He's like, just me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good, dude. I like that you go to the pizza guy and not Easy Money. Easy Money was phenomenal. But Fast Please Times. Tell me, like, I don't even know what that is. Great Rodney movie where Taylor Negron's the husband of the daughter, and uh, it's Joe uh, Pesci and Rodney. And, uh, oh my! I put the bad tunes in this. But how do you not know Easy Money? Why that is, one I can play well, the that, cards. Is Taylor through. Negron's name on the Comedy Store van. That's what I've been trying. He to was see. pretty big he was back big. in the day. He was huge. Like around and Fast Times. One of Mitzi's favorites. So. Hmm. Well, he was funny, like a Jim J. Yeah, Bullock. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in Punchline. He did all that stuff. Barry Sobel. Uh, yeah, Barry Sobel, Rick's of, boyfriend. Dude. Speaking of my fucking big guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even enjoy Tom Hanks now, just knowing that he and Sobel were friendly at any point. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, don't you think Tom Hanks didn't know how creepy Barry, Barry Sobel was one of know. those guys? That I'm pretty could've... sure you know. Oh no! I don't I know. I didn't know for a long time. I, uh, I, didn't well, know I had he to warn people. Uh, I didn't know he did that, but I also was a girl. I wasn't one yeah. of you. I guess so I left I out that I was a 19-year-old uh, boy in Kansas that Barry thought, "Oh, this guy will never meet anyone that knows." Or me. never make. That's the problem. People talk yeah. to people like they're never going to be someone, or and never someone gonna come will back. Yeah, they they just think, "Oh, I'm in Kansas. This yeah. person won't ex- right. won't e- nobody will know this person in ten years." When I found out that uh, Barry Sobel blocked me on Twitter, I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck is this guy blocking me? And so then I looked up my Twitter handle in the name Barry Sobel, and there was like four tweets from like 12 years ago where I'm like, Barry Sobel is a creep who tries to fuck young boys. And I'm like, oh, that's probably why he... Uh, why I, here, I was worried. <laughs> I was, uh, what are you worried about? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I keep it real, but like I, I might have held back with that information. No, no. No, I, I was. We put it all out there. He's oh, told the story about everything in Kansas. Well, I told one paid regular here who was asked to open for Barry uh, at the Punchline, I think, in Frisco. I'm like, hey, you know, just uh, be careful. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, watch he, cornhole, buddy. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, Protect he. Protect your cornhole. You know, just 
just be on guard. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. If if I wasn't such an alcoholic and a pothead when I was 19 and met Barry Sobel, he definitely would have taken advantage of me. Wow. He just kept trying. He was like, well, maybe we should smoke some more hash. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I just kept getting higher, and then I could see him starting to fade. I'm just like, let's do more. Huh, you really smoke a lot, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, they're out there. <laughs> We've all seen them. The predators are out there, man. Oh, I'll yeah, tell big you. time. I mean, they're big just, time. Just fed- take me somewhere out in nature. That's what he kept saying. Yeah. Get me out somewhere away from all this. I'm just like. Not taking it to fucking nature. Well, I had a casting guy from Fox try and uh, he saw me bombing an open mic. And he said, "You're Ooh, great." You're and, terrific. Uh, yeah, but I was so come stupid. Come my trailer. You know, he just come come. He's the head guy at Fox. Did like X Files, Millennium, all that stuff. Oh, I think I might know who and that is. He, his office was beautiful. Had a marble shower. Like this guy was legit. Wow, you really went in there. And okay. so he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get you some auditions." Well, he got he lured me in by saying, uh, "Brittany Murphy, they're doing the table read for King of the Hill next door." Uh, the, the original, like the, the yeah, pilot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to meet Brittany Murphy." And so he goes in there and he's, he's like going like this and he's stretching. And I so I start stretching. It sounds like a bit. I uh, on my word, it's not. So I start kind of stretching with him, and then he's like, You're "Like, are we doing yoga?" He's, I'm like, "This guy's huge. This guy could be my break. Like, yeah. I, I could get on Millennium with Lance Hendrickson." Right. And so he starts unzipping his pants. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I ran a marathon and my balls are bruised." I'm like, "Where's Brittany Murphy, man?" Like, <laughs> wait a minute. I ran. This was the line. I, I ran a marathon, and my testicles and my balls, are bruised. And he wanted me to like see that. I'd have to see. But like that goes to the predatory nature of the business. Uh, I want to see the bruises. So then, your, and if he doesn't have bruises, then I'm gonna do like a speed bag on his balls. Well, then he takes me into the table read, and he, everyone looked up to this guy because he was the guy. Of course. And he's in his pajamas. He was. He was wait, like. He was an eccentric. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm telling. I'm not making any of this up. Looking, but, but he took all his clothes off in front of you and got in pajamas. Yeah, he had Did like he have bruises on his balls. Um, no, more towards his rectum. <laughs> rectum, I killed him. Hello, hello. So he takes me in, and I remember Brittany Murphy, Mike Judge, uh, all these people, and they look at us like, oh, they probably looking back, they, they probably thought I was fucked. his boyfriend. Yeah. So I gave him one more chance. Smart. <laughs> Because this guy was want, huge. Yeah, you don't want to just close off opportunities. In this this guy was. This is what happens in Hollywood. But it, and I'm not naive. Know. But like it, I was it, in this case. It like, had been long enough since. Uh, not naive. Hard up. Since uh, Revenge on, of the Nerds up. two, uh, Barry Sobel's last working gig that I was not buying into. He it, was but. good in that. I will say that. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. So you went back. So no. So I say he's like, his, his name's Randy. He's deceased, so I, I don't want to like. It's, it's fine. She's so like, let's it, do lunch do? at my house. I'm like, it's got to be lunch. It's got to be in the daytime. So I go over Sun's there. Sun's out. Same shtick. Are oh, you really funny? You got a great blah blah blah. blah. And then and I how I, are your balls? Are right. you still bruised? I said, hey man, I ran a marathon too this weekend. <laughs> oh. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so he's got this honey wagon. Right. You saw him, and yeah. I'm dying up here. Yeah. And, and, 
it's beautiful. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, Duchovny gave me that for X-Files. Go check it out. I'm like, but you got to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) So I go in the honey wagon. I'm by myself. What is he saying when you're saying, but you got to stay here? He's like, oh yeah, no problem, dude. I'll just read a script. And uh, so I'm, I'm in, okay, I'm, I'm in this honey wagon. It's got like a marble shower. This guy was into marble showers. It's like cow king bed, like really nice. And all of a sudden, I hear the door open, and I, I didn't want to turn around. And I turn around, and he's like grabbing his balls, going like this. I'm like, hey, man, where's Brittany Murphy? Hello! <laughs> and then, Did uh, you coddle his balls at all? Well, obviously, uh, no. My credit Fuck. on IMDb is pretty spacious. So had you made, done it? He you... made Earl uh, murder Brittany Murphy after well, that. It's but it goes to, like, you know... You can only imagine what happens in this business with like good looking oh, people, like yeah. girls. Or I've had quite a few, guys. and I'm not even cute, you know. so I get it. Yeah, but you probably like know I, how to I lay it down laugh. on a hammer. I no, I would laugh. I would uncontrollably laugh. A guy, we were at his house. My friend liked his friend. He had okay. a big giant house in the hills. They took us up there in a Rolls Royce. My friend was like, "Hey, can I drive?" And the guy was like, "Yeah." And she's driving down Sunset. We're 21, 22, maybe. We're driving down Sunset. She basically stole this guy's convertible. Uh, maybe it was a Corniche, not a Rolls, but whatever. So we're dri- we're flying down Sunset. We go to their house. She's walking around with him. He's legit. They dated for right. a while. My guy is a little bit of an older producer. We go up. He's giving me a tour of the house, and I'm thinking it's pretty cool. I know what you mean. We're together, you know. Yeah. My friend's down there. She's with him. You know, he go. We go upstairs. He goes, "Look at this view." I'm looking at the view. I turn around. He's balls ass naked. And then I go, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'm laughing like that's awful. Then he goes, "It make you uncomfortable." I put the pillow over it, and I was like. What? That's even worse. Did he run now I'm laughing. I go, dude, you got to put your fucking pants. You look ridiculous. Did he have a big look- dick? I don't know. I don't remember seeing it. It was just this old guy. It doesn't sound like it was I think very his name big. Was, his was it Jeff Ross's friend? David Dubran or oh. some shit like that. I don't know what he did. But he was Israeli. I mean, I was just like, dude, no, you look yeah. ridiculous. It- and then I just laughed at him. But there was no way he was going to like manhandle but me you don't know me. though i mean oh just... i would have threw him off the fucking balcony yeah, El- it would have been hysterical eleanor there's a chance eleanor raped him <laughs> well, better chance if he was that. hotter yeah yeah i would have showed him my bruise balls from running a marathon yeah, whatever, whatever man i'm down for uh, anyone who's uh, it's not just well, that i mean we've had this like continual question of the we've only done four of these so far i think whatever but we were talking about if comedy went away and or the comedy star. I know you're royalty, so it really doesn't matter if yeah, everything went I got away. Money. You're still... I don't need this place. Trust me. You think <laughs> I come here for the 20 bucks? <laughs> what would you do other than comedy? Uh, I'd own a marathon business. <laughs> <laughs> ball bruising. Would you... Skakel's ball bruising. I like this. I, I'll ball I, bruise uh, some guys. Uh, I'd probably own a bar. I, I, I'm a night owl, so yeah. I, I would own... Like, I have a few uh, bar ideas. Maybe you guys could seed money. Uh, I want to own a gay bar called the Cocker 2. I like this. I like All the door Are they hand. doing stand-up? No, we're going to do Supernova on the roof. Maybe you guys can come <laughs> watch a show. Come watch a show and maybe Sartell will get back to you with the book and you can be sandwiched in between two roast battle comics. 
Very angry Fuck. about this roast battle. The mine thing. shaft. DJ Ramrod. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bone Zone. I just, I just see Earl in like an old folks home, and then people come in and throw trigger words at him, like yeah. roast battle. Ross. Or sh- <laughs> lip shit. Yeah. Or whatever what you say. What a great guy. Then so much for the comedy community. <laughs> It's probably uh, next season of Roast Battle. He's going to battle uh, the guy in the Kings, Anze Kopitar from Slovenia. <laughs> Fuck, hey, man. I lose that one. Well, no, no. The There'll be a tie. History of Roast Battle, there was never a tie until Jeff eats it against Blake Griffin. Oh, well, we'll call it a tie. Okay. Earl, I love this triggering. It's so good. Fuck, man. This business would be right if people were more like Eleanor and Ingram. <laughs> Jeff Ross, why do you hate the children at the hospital, man? Oh, I'm not going to say Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awful. Don't talk well, like that. Get rid of it, Tommy. I, mean, I love Cookie, Jeff I and miss Powder. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Earl. So I got the gas station, oh, which is the lesbian bar. Oh, this is another bar. I yeah, like yeah. Gash gas station. And it's gash. Gonna, gash, not gas. I get it. Gash. gash. And then it's going to be attached next door. It's going to be a straight bar called the Bone Zone. Ooh. Yep. And that's where you'll be most yeah, of the time. We're going to do an open mic from six With to eight. With a hard on from watching 80 Watson movies. Watson on the piano. Yeah. Watson on the piano, <laughs> cock clocking everyone in the room along with Boston Jeff. I like you that. You know Jeff Myra? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, he's yeah. Brad. I love you, Jeff. I know you're gonna watch this, but Jesus, I've had so many girls on the hook here, and you're telling me about the drummer from Boston. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I'm operating. The I don't care. The band this city. If you know Sib Hashian, uh, like I, I'm a big fan, but I'm trying yeah, okay. to get it in, man. And you're talking about his drumming fills on uh, "Don't Look Back," uh, man. <laughs> These people up here have no social skills. Guys, Rick was talking Earl to get Corinne. I was like, this guy's working. I'm going to go, and I think there's uh, Elizabeth Croydon. I'm going to go talk to her for a few minutes. Smart. Smart. Man, oh, Big man. titties on Elizabeth. Yeah, but B.O. that could knock down three buildings. <laughs> I'll tell you, my pee-pee went down quicker than Tower 2 when she took <laughs> off her shirt. She sh- all she had to do was play fucking Cobra, oh and God. you would have been back up in no time. Yep. Well, I mean, or Commando, Vernon Commando. Wells. <laughs> in the mesh top. I had him it. on the podcast, too. Like he Was, was it a, good? He had a good, like, I try and get these 80s guys who are bitter, but not that bitter. Okay. I like bitter a little bit. Well, bitter's funny if they get it. Like, Vernon Wells. As long Wells, as it's not me. <laughs> he gets it. Like, do you have a spot right now? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, you can go. I'll do this. Go ahead. Well, Vernon Wells gets it. He's like, I, I was in Mad Max. I love Rick Ingram. This guy keeps it real. Rick Ingram's going Best to crowd work. All you open mic hacks who try and rip off his crowd work, and then you eat a shit burger for 20 minutes, and then wonder why he gets four spots a week, and you get none. Well, I can think about seven reasons why you don't get any up here. Wow. I'll tell you this. You did ask us to let you get warmed up, and that was good. Well, That I was just, good right there. I love you. That I promo love, was great. But you guys are real. Yeah. And if this business were full of people like you. If we could get real, more real people in the business, we... I wouldn't be this angry. No one would. What it, I, I have no idea what the model is that they're trying to stay after. Like, put certain people in certain people out i don't get it i, I yeah, like I talent mean, talent is probably number means i don't nothing. know 100 on the list you have to have 100 other things before you have talent 
I think you have in Los Angeles. I don't know about New York. Uh, I'll, I'll assume it's the same way. But I think on a lot of these LA lineups, you look at these lineups and you're, you're like, I don't get this. Like, how is that person going on when they eat it? Uh, it's, it's management. But, that, but you're looking like, oh, they have credits. It, but I mean, oh, we joke. We to- joke about the store becoming the credit store comedy store but i get that like well, uh, we need to put asses in the seats yeah, I mean, so uh, if you if you're a person that has credits like you're saying they might bomb a lot but they also sell tickets so then like you and me and rick benefit off their oh yeah because right now we're not the ticket sellers if you will for the store Pretty much, people come to see us. I think we at have the store, we have a little fan. Draws. We have some fan base here, uh, absolutely. But in uh, you know, I think Emily is doing a great job because like she walked into a fucking oh. pandemic. Ten headliners leave, probably another twenty comics. Who... People still terrified to come out and perform. But like, there's a big group of comics who like chose to stay in L.A. But they can't afford to live here unless they do the road. So they're not in town. Right. Uh, so like, 100%. Uh, I think she's unfairly being compared to Adam, who walked into the complete opposite of anything. Well, Adam had a shit show, too. But, but not, I mean, not pandemic shit show. That's that's he, a higher level, definitely. Adam was like, he walked into like he, a, a he, 2 he and wa- 14 football team where anything he did was going to be better. Right. Right. And, and uh, and yeah, his, I mean. It definitely was a shit show, though. Well, I mean, Tommy turned his back on the industry. Well, Mitzi did that years ago, but that's not, that's not it at all. And I don't think Adam adhered to the industry. Adam just put the lineups that he liked. He put the comics on that he liked. But I think Adam. Because even industry used to hit him up and say, hey, my client wants to go. And he was like, that's not how it works. Right. Come showcase. He still made you do that. Oh, absolutely. Which I think is pretty amazing. I mean, Tommy, <laughs> I remember when they brought uh, Jason Sudeikis. In. Right. That was the best. And they were like, hey, he needs to work out for whatever. And he's like, right. well, he's not a regular. Why don't you put him in the belly room? <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. But Mitzi would have done the same thing. Well, he told Rob Schneider to come on Potluck. Who? Tommy. That's amazing. Mitzi would have done the same thing. She's not a pay regular. It's not a comedy store. Com- Mitzi, literally, all, like Adam brought in Spade. Right. Mitzi would have made him come on Sunday. But I think Monday. Adam was like, okay, if I get Rob Schneider in here, David Spade will come. And then sure. Sandler will come. Now Sandler doesn't do stand up that much, so right. but Swartzen maybe okay. Like Swartzen, he had like excellent. Uh, Swartzen's an excellent comic, just for some reason didn't work here. But I love Nick Swartzen. Absolutely. Oh, he's a great. One but, of my favorites. So I just think that uh But but that's why we joke and call it the credit store, because he did pull in these comics oh, yeah. that weren't getting spots. Even Kevin Nealon wasn't getting spots because Smitty just wasn't on his right. wasn't on the yeah, radio. Wasn't. And then Adam brought him in. I happen to adore Kevin Neal. I think he's great. So I think what Adam did was smart. But I think Adam also set a signal to, like, I was pretty unfamous at the time. Sure. I, probably unfamous now. Uh, but I was the first person he passed with Candace. And you, That's right. There's probably 100 comics he could have passed that were more famous. Probably a Absolutely. You, got, you guys got passed when he wasn't passing people because... Yeah. He ha- he was so overwhelmed with uh, all these comics wanting to be here. Oh, I and can't then imagine. And Rogan coming back. Oh, that's huge. Getting Rogan back, which is something Adam did. 
Oh yeah. Uh, got Joey back. And yeah, yeah. Got Joe Diaz back. Got all those giant podcasters, if you will. And yeah. then the lines were around the corner, and then everybody wanted to be here, but he didn't let everybody in. But he let who he liked in for but, sure. And as much as Which I hate amazing. This, well, oh yeah. I mean, Adam, I don't think gets the credit for turning this place around. And right. And as much as I hate the show now, Roast Battle was like the first show. Where it was like a must see show. Yeah. Like, we got to come on a Tuesday night. It's wild up there. Like, it was fun. It was, I mean, I didn't, I only did it a few times as a judge, but I, I, I felt that energy. Every it was Tuesday. amazing. I, it definitely had the energy. It was like people Moses just, really put his heart and soul in oh, it. Oh, he was amazing uh, and could have been a total ball hog and just been the host. 100%. And he, he didn't have to have the wave or me or even really judges. He could have just. Yeah, he made it a fun show. He made it an entertaining show. Oh, you guys would kill it. You and Whitney and yeah, uh, I mean, Whitney Rice. Yeah, she uh, well, excellent. I, there was well, she was great, but Who there was, was just, the other guy. He's funny too. The uh, the Saudi prince. Yes. Yeah, my replacement. <laughs> he was good too, but uh, he I think is better for the sanitized version of the show. I think I was better in the Wild West days. Got it. Where it was just I mean, you know, those for before Jeff got involved, it was like it was like Fight Club. Like it and was the like, Wave, we we even had one of them get me tooed out of it. Haiti, <laughs> what a shock that Haiti would he was out of control. I love you, Haiti. He was scaring get your shit together. That's not happening. I mean, we were filming. This is a true story. And, since he's not really affiliated with the store, I feel I can say he this. wasn't. Yeah, we're filming the roast battle commercial for season one, and Haiti is staring at two comedy store waitresses, <laughs> who you know it was just whoever wanted to show up could be in the sure. commercial, and he just looks at them and goes, "I think I would like to rape you," <gasps> like it was like so, and he wasn't kidding though, like he was, but that's from Haiti where like. Uh, did it? Did he? Was he joking? No, he wasn't. Oh, Jesus. he was literally. And the waitresses look at me, and I'm like, um, it's just Haiti. Because we used him. We did a show. Remember the Man Show? Yeah. Okay, so we tried to sell pitch a show called the Woman Show, and we were kind of doing the same thing. And we had Haiti as one of the guys. We like, you know, how they would have girls, the right. juggy girls jumping around. So we would have hot guys doing it. And Haiti was one of our hot guys. Well, he had a great body <laughs> oh, yeah, and a huge did. dick. Oh, yeah. We had him laying on the ground. We had him used him as a coffee table. I mean, we were pretty awful to him. But we were doing what the guys would do he to a girl. It. Of course. They, like, well, you do it to a girl, and the girl's like, okay, cool. You do it to a guy, and he's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Fucking use me. A right? Hole's a guys hole. are sickening. Guys are pigs. Like, I shouldn't be in this room alone with you. Yeah, but I respect you. I, oh, good. Didn't I open for you in uh, Scottsdale? Ooh, Hello. Hi-o. Have I ever been inappropriate with you? No, and you are inappropriate, Earl. Well, uh, it's on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. No, I'm just kidding. Check out his podcast. Very funny. I, I mean, you've been a guest on I've it. I've been a uh, guest. I had a blast on it. I remember laying on your couch talking. I it was so relaxing. I mean, I had to get rid of that couch at one point because it was just there was more DNA on that couch. Hold on a second. It was not. I had to get a new couch because that couch was disgusting. <laughs> I, look at three hundred episodes plus of just comics pedophiles, uh, maybe one and the same. Some of them, hundred percent, '80s metal guys. But you've had some great guests on there, aside from everybody from the '80s. But you've had some cool guests. I mean, I uh, during the pandemic though, I. St- 
I was against Zoom just because I like being in a room with you. And, Agreed. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had burnt the guy from Commando, the guy from Cobra. You know, they're not going to come to my house. So I was like, well, I'll do a Zoom. That's a better time. Yeah. Uh, well, I just started to realize, like, uh, some of these actors who, you know, this one 80s actor I've always wanted to interview, and uh, he lives in, like, Portugal now, so... Oh, uh, wow, okay. For the acting opportunities. Okay! Um, <laughs> Girl, you're terrible. No, I mean... I, Did he really say that? Yeah, well, it's oh even worse. Oh, my God. The guy who played Nick the Dick in Bachelor Party, remember that? Sure, of course. Is that the footlong? And then, and then some. some. He moved to Fort Lauderdale for the acting. What the fuck? What are we talking Fort Lauderdale. Like, I'm still not over Rick not seeing Easy Money. That's crazy. And not he'd never seen Raw Deal. Uh, well, that I never saw. But Easy Money's different. Comedy's different than a. What's that? An action film? Well, that was a movie Schwarzenegger was forced to do. I, I think he is very much the like the Roy Scheider story where. Oh, he said he never saw Commando either. Well, yeah. Well, those were kind of under the radar movie. Commando's a little more known because it's shown a lot on cable. Raw Deal is like uh, that's like Stallone's that's over the top. You know? Oh, but I've seen anything Stallone's done. Well, I've Stallone's seen. like I'm such a fan of his. Any like, same same. And he doesn't like Rockies. I mean, I watch Paradise Alley. Everything you think, anything that Rocky or Stallone ever did. He did so many great like Nighthawks. Is Nighthawks uh, so good. And uh, Rutger Hauer and like I'm like, yeah, I'm a I'm a Stallone fan. I, the guy, it's my pseudo husband. I'm a fan of how of. he got shit done. Like exactly, even Rambo, he was told no one wants to see a movie about a suicidal Vietnam vet in, in 1984. I think that was. Mm. And he's like, no, I'm gonna do it. And no, I'm doing it. And he's still doing First it. Blood, excellent. I, fist, I, fist, fist. Um, what else? I mean, he had some stinkers like Rhinestone. Hey, hey, hey! That um, was still good. Uh, you know, over the top is so bad it's good. Over uh, the top is over the top, and I enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, a two-hour movie about arm wrestling fat dudes. <laughs> I would love to be in the room when he was pitched that, like. Or hey, how he pitched it, or he or how he was like. I'm assuming Cobra was a big hit. Cobra, yeah, it really was, was a huge one. movie. And then hey, we got a little while before Tango and Cash. You want to do this movie called Over the Top? Sure. He, he didn't even ask. He was like, yeah, I'll do it. I did one night at the Laugh Factory. Um, get to roast uh, Bridget Nielsen. Oh, she's great. She amazing. First of all, I thought it, seeing her in person, I thought. Like, I'm on stage, and I was like, you look like a broke Bridget Nielsen. She right. was like, I am Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And then I just repped. I mean, shit. From everything I knew, whatever. And then she was like, who is this? I like this girl. <laughs> I, I want like, to fuck Me. <laughs> I would be with her just because she was with my lover. I'm still on. And... Uh, well, I almost got she run She was o- great in Beverly Hills Cop. Great bad I love the bad guy in B- Beverly Hills uh, oh, Cop yeah, too. He too. had the bad uh, skin. Uh, excellent. That was it's a re- not, No, I no, can't he was a name. working actor. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name, though. That was uh, his biggest role. Because uh, if you look up a guy like that on IMDb, he's literally got hundreds of films, mostly in Europe. But that was his big American, you know, stereotypical bad guy you know role do you think that'll go away the stereotypical things 
Well, I think bad guys, this, that, and the other thing. Now there's just too much CGI and special effects where that you don't need a good bad guy. You just let's do a car chase where you know Vin, Vin Diesel's in space. I think the last Fast and Furious, they they were literally in space doing a scene. Uh, no, which is why I love the '80s bad guys because they were like because it's real ish. Well, well, if you look at if you watch Cobra, you kind of feel like you're watching a documentary. Like it's so. There's no special effects. Like there's, there's just, and there's no budget because you know. It's so bad. They had to film everything it's so at bad, night. It's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what killed Crime Story was. The only reason NBC wanted to cancel it was because it was costing a million bucks an episode, mm-hmm. which back then was a lot crazy, because yeah. it's it was a period piece, so you had to have the vintage cars, yep. the suits, the, uh, and it was just too much money. Um, Nowadays, like, like I watched Creed, Creed Two, sure, and it looked like a video game. Yeah, I, it's a little CG. Yeah, I didn't right. hate the bad guys. the The guy who played Drago's son, yeah, just looked like a, I don't know, this is a random Russian huge dude. Yeah. By the way, Drago almost ran me over the other day. In real life. On Holloway and uh, La Cienega. Why did you let him? I, you know, he's I mean, driving. just to get him on your podcast. I, I would. I'd do anything to get him. <laughs> I tried to get Stallone's business manager on at Bel Air Country Club, and I said, "I and because this girl was probably fucking the guy." She's like, "Hey, can you get me on at Bel Air Country Club?" I'm like, "Who's it for?" It was Stallone's manager. I said, "I'll make the calls. I got the connections, but I want Stallone on my podcast for 20 minutes. I'll do a 20 minute Zoom so we can talk about not Rocky, not Rambo, not the Expendables, but I want to talk about Cobra and um, Nighthawks and Nighthawks is excellent." Well, Cobra is an interesting story because it's the original script for Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. So Stallone got it. He was supposed to be Axel Foley. And he's like, this is too funny. I'm not funny. I want to make it violent. Yeah. So they did a three-hour, I guess the, the, the original print of Cobra is three hours, and it had an X rating. How dare he say he's not funny after doing Oscar? That would that yeah, avoid that. I mean, like I love Stallone, like <laughs> like just on Rambo and Rocky alone, like <gasps> Nighthawks. Uh, Nighthawks is up there. And Copland, did you ever see Copland? Of course, one of my favorites. He held his own. Look at that cast. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. I could do it everywhere. I love De Niro, it. Harvey Keitel, Excellent. Rappaport. Is what? he still doing comedy? No, he's busy ratting on the NBA. Well, Unbelievable. Who's doing comedy? I don't next? I don't do rats. I don't go for rats. I mean, you you dish it out, you gotta learn to take it. I love rat. It's my favorite band. Well rat is your favorite band. And I always had a crush on the lead singer. He still looks good, man. I, I mean, believe it. Given a guy who's like 70? led a full life. I mean he's no, uh, 60? I mean I'm fifty three. He's gotta be, I'll say, ten years older than me. So, so early sixties. Okay. I'll uh, take that. R.I.P. Tani Katane, uh, another inappropriate old podcast member. Beautiful girl. Deceased. I used to see her at Kukuru all the time. Yeah. I'd be like, God damn, she you're lived still lot. hot as hell. She was like oh, a f- yeah. female Tommy Lee. Like She fucked a Fucking lot of dudes. R.I.P., I mean sister. Uh, so, you know, I'm known as the podcast Grim Reaper because Piper was supposed to do my podcast. Oh, maybe I'll do it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jeff Ross, you want to come do my podcast? Uh, <laughs> fucking guy. That's uh, a death threat. <laughs> you've already done it once. It, it exhausted you talking about Charlie Barnett for 12 minutes. I'm sorry. 
Because I love Charlie Barnett. Yeah, why would you? But what? What you had him on? You had. Jeff I had on. Jeff on to talk not about roast battle or roasting, but I'm Charlie obsessed Barnett. with Charlie Barnett. Who most comics or comic fans probably go, "Who's that?" Um, he was gonna get SNL. Yeah. But he was not dyslexic. He couldn't read. Hundred percent. So he skipped the last audition because the, the cue cards. I guess they had to test with cue cards, yeah. and Eddie Murphy got the. Um, gig. So, uh, you, you are we? Do we have to go? I mean, you tell me when we're I wrapping. I think we do. Yeah. So Charlie Barnett, uh, I had Jeff Ross talk uh, for about twelve minutes before he looked like he ran an ultra marathon and tapped out, and I took him to the falafel place uh, by my street. We used to be friends. I don't know what happened, but like. Barnett, wasn't he in DC Cab? He was in DC Cab with the Barbarian Brothers. Amazing. I used Amazing. to go to the same tanning but salon. He was one of Mitzi. He, was a, he performed here. He oh, was right. a, was he, he was a is he a paid guy. regular? I believe, I believe so. Um, and he was also in Miami Vice. He was in, uh, see, Miami Vice had about uh, 90 episodes. He was in about 10. Uh-huh. And I guess he was on drugs. Terrific uh, actor, but you could tell he was fucking crazy. He was up with obsessed with Irene Cara. Yeah. In uh, DC. Oh, I Cat. love Irene Cara. The Dream. Irene Cara. Irene Cara. And he had his uh, curlers. <laughs> oh, please! I love Charlie. He, yeah, he's killer. Jamar Neighbors reminds me so much of Charlie Barnett. Jamar Neighbors could be one of the biggest outbreaks if outbreak stars if we. If he if we could get him in the right, but it's that same like, that. like right. Andy Kaufman, like just yep. rein it in just a smidge. He's brilliant. Uh, I agree. But uh, I agree. Yeah. So Jeff had done uh, comedy with Charlie Barnett and Chappelle at uh, I think it's Washington Square Park in New York, where oh, Charlie yeah, Barnett yeah. was like the only one to sell out that. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Park. So, uh, you know, when Chappelle says, that's my mentor, that's how good Charlie Barnett was. So. 100%. Do you have a spot upstairs? I do. Oh, fuck. Well, that's... Uh, Very exciting. Uh, uh, who who do you get to follow? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I am I like to make it a surprise party. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Eleanor Kerrigan. This is one of the best. You know, we've talked a lot of shit. Wow. Uh, Earl wow. Skagel, people. I mean, Eleanor was in the back with Don Richardson once. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Don Richardson was my roommate. <laughs> I love Don Richardson. I love when I had Tommy on the first episode real fast. And so we do about two and a half hours. I was like, I basically kicked him out. I'm like, dude, I got to go. I got a, I got a gig. I'm opening up for uh, Fraser Smith in Huntington Beach. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm about to kick you out of your gut. It's like a half hour uh, talking to me off. And well, I'm she told me to sell. Just don't overdo it. <laughs> she did. He did say that. He said, well, Mitzi told me it was okay. And I was like, to bankrupt the place? I'm pretty sure a Jewish business owner did not Never say. Never said that. Uh, but, you know. Hey, Mitzi was wild. She's oh, I, not your I, typical Jewish business owner. Right. She would pay me insane amounts from time to time for doing extra stuff for her and every manager would be like how do you i had health insurance no one had health insurance like maybe two other people i had health insurance i was just a waitress technically and her assistant but not the way you think so she was wild like that she would do weird shit well i think uh... but i don't think she would ever say Take a little off the top for yourself. <laughs> she might pay you and that check bounce. Right. That'll happen. 
Well, I remember when Duncan Trussell was the booker, and he's like, "Hey, do you want a showcase?" I'm like, "Oh my god, a showcase for Mitzi? It's like my dream. Like, it's every comic's hey, dream." Hey, cool, Earl. That's great, man. And he calls me back the next day. He's like, "Yeah, she said she doesn't want a showcase." I'm like, well, "She's never seen me. She probably doesn't even know who I am." She's like, "Yeah, she said she didn't want to showcase a Kennedy." I'm like, "Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing to do with that family. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm he's Earl. a Kennedy. They're on the wrong side. Yeah, okay, sorry. they're against small." Business. Wow. I love you, Eleanor. I love. I Rick. love you, Earl. Thank you, inappropriate Earl. Check his podcast out. Jelly's on HBO Max. Yes, Jelly's HBO Max. Get in there. Anything else you have? You got dates coming up or anything? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I don't. But I just want to say to all my fans out there who think I'm bitter and angry, I just want to. Uh, he is. S- support Roast Battle and um, <laughs> go on uh, roastmastergeneral.com. And I just can't think of a better person than that to be in this business with. And I'm really honored to have worked with him. You should change your podcast name to Angry Earl. Well, bitter I, Earl. But I don't want to. Instead of inappropriate. See, I don't think it's bitter. I think it's honest. There's a big difference. Honest, honest, bitter. Honest Earl. But I don't want to. Honest Earl. Well, I like mean. Honest Abe, but a Kennedy. See, that's what I don't like, I like about the business. This. If you're if you're honest, you're better. I, I got. A, I'm honest. I'm pretty bitter. But I got yeah. a big dick. I got money. I have a bigger dick. Uh, yeah. Well, Earl does have a big dick. I've seen it. I got a, uh, a picture. Yeah. No, I can't do that anymore. It's, Earl, uh, I have it on my phone still. Every, it, if I'll you don't, put it up online. If you don't have my dick pic on your phone, then you're not important. <laughs> Trust me on that. I'll one. be at Skank Fest this week in Houston. I believe it's sold out, but whatever. Come out or hang out. Houston, we'll have a blast. Uh, and then I have a bunch of other dates I'll put up on my website. <laughs> I stink of life. <laughs> Thank you. Come see Rick Ingram and myself at the Comedy Store and Earl. When uh, we're in town, we're always here at the store. Thursday and Friday. I'm one of the comics who got a spot on Friday, so sorry, Earl Rick. got a spot on Friday. Hey, Come see him. Thank you, right. Emily. Thank Adam. you, guys. Thank you so much. Guys, Comedy Store Podcast is back. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us your negative and positive comments, mostly negative. You can follow me at Rick Ingram. I only accept positivity in my life. (laughs) The new Rick is here and EJ Kerrigan still with the negativity, but like and subscribe.